Hi, hi everyone. <laughs> so grateful, so grateful to be with you and to share this very deep, profound experience uh, that we are all entitled to miracles and we're entitled to this holy instance. So, Francis, how are you doing? I see you down there in Mexico. <laughs> hi, David. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm so excited about this this weekend. Just any, really, any opportunity to be able to join our minds with the Holy Spirit and listen to His message. And that's really what the Holy Instant is for, and that is what our retreats are for, just for the answer. You know, that's where it lies, in this Holy Instant, the answer lies. And we have become accustomed in this world to linear time and to past, present, future, which, you know, Jesus has told us that's an invention of the ego. So if you're adjusted to linear time, you're adjusted to a lie because God didn't create it. So that's why sometimes people say, I feel like my whole life in this world is somehow something kind of like a lie. And Jesus is saying, yeah, very good. <laughs> you, you're trying to pretend that you're a time-space creature, a creature of flesh instead of an eternal spirit. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty significant lie that you've told yourself. But Jesus said, don't worry, I got it. Uh, Holy Spirit's got this, uh, you know, no worries. You will inevitably reach the holy instant. And in that moment, You'll just have a big smile on your face and a smile for the whole cosmos and the whole human race. So that's what we're really going into today. And Francis and I had a little chat this morning. As usual, we were just uh, having a good laugh at, at how different this spiritual journey is from what we thought it would be. And because um, we... People oftentimes said, well, you you know, it's going to be a, a lot of hard work and it's going to be a lot of intensity and struggle. And, and to the ego, that is definitely its interpretation of the spiritual journey. But I find this holy instant is so playful and light and joyful. That's how I burst into singing, even when I don't know I'm going to sing. <laughs> it just comes through me because there's a lot of happiness. So uh, that's what we really want to convey is the happiness of the present moment. It's not dull, it's not boring, it's not difficult, it's not uh, filled with effort and struggle. It's actually like going down a water slide on a hot summer day and having a big splash in the water, the refreshing, sparkling water that's below. So. What a what an invitation, Francis. What a what a great topic. We're just ooh, we're just gonna savor savor this whole thing. Yeah. I mean the the the, the thing that I I know that on this spiritual journey that feels so counter programming. <laughs> we were talking about this morning, the counter programming because we were programmed to think a certain way what success means, what peace, happiness, where it lies, and we spend the whole time pursuing it, then 
once we said yes to this spiritual journey, what, where we find happiness is not according to the program of the ego. Um, you know, today's workbook lesson, lesson 154, I'm among the minister of God, is so dear to me. I, you know, many, many years ago before I uh, really joined the community to kind of give my whole life to, to God, this is the lesson I was reading. And there was this sentence, where you, would you accept or would you receive God's message? That's just uh, one question in, in the middle of the text. And when I read that, I, I really paused it for a long time. And I, I hear myself say it out loud, yes. And then the next sentence is, that would make you God's messenger. You are appointed now. And the next paragraph, God's messenger receive his message now. <laughs> it's like, so from that point, I can, I can say that that is truly the decision that is made. And there is no real form decision once we accept that decision. And that's why this journey can be so relaxing and playful and easy because we make the decision that is truly needing to be made. It's made in mind, it's made for God, and everything else in terms of what our function is, in terms of uh, action, are decided, are already decided. So even, you know, looking at the holy instant that Jesus talked about it so much in the holy instant chapters, he's saying, you do not need to prepare your mind except the recognition that you want it more than anything else, except that you desire this above all else. That's the only preparation you need to have. That's the only preparation. Everything else is his function, is his preparation. He will prepare you. You don't need to be holy to come to the holy instant. That's holy instance function to make you holy. It's his function. And, and it was so comforting and to live this way, not only to read it, but to actually live this way, to know that it's not me that needs to achieve awakening. He is the one. And my little desire, my little willingness is going to be paired up with massive, massive strength of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, what a, what a comfort. Because it's like all of us have been programmed to, to strive, to put an effort in. You know, we're raised with words like work. <laughs> I think probably when we're children, we get... We, we're having so much fun uh, playing that when the word work is introduced, it's like a shock <laughs> to our system. <laughs> like, what? Work. But along with work comes strive, achieve, accumulate, learn. And just when you've gone through your 
preschool, kindergarten, and you make it through grade school, then you have to go to junior high, then you make it through junior high, and then you have to go to high school. At least in the United States, that's the system. And then when you make it through high school, you have to pick out your college or university. And then when you go through your college or university, you can either work or you can continue and get your master's degree, your doctorate degree. And then even if you get your doctorate degree, some people I know get more than one, it's a lot of work, uh, then they, they start practicing and working in the world and then they have to go back for continuing education. Oh my God, it never ends. <laughs> you, you get a PhD and you've got to go for continuing education. And Jesus is saying, listen, this is programming. There's no learning in heaven. God created you perfect as spirit, and spirit doesn't learn. Um, in fact, when we're thinking about the holy instant, the holy instant is not learned. So basically, this is going to be going into a whole different realm than the human being has known, because all the human has known is the past repeating day after day. Wake up, get out of bed, brush your teeth, take a shower, get your clothes on, get ready, go do your work or your task of the day. You go grow tired, you come home, you have your meals, you relax a little, and then you go to sleep and you do the same thing again, day after day after day after day. And Jesus is just saying, well, actually this is programming. This is the ego set this up. And, and you may even believe you have free will and choice in this world, but, but that's all a projection of the unconscious mind. The body, the personality is like a robot that's been programmed by the ego in the unconscious mind. So it thinks it's choosing what to eat, what clothes to wear, who to, who to date, who to marry, who to divorce, you know, it thinks it has choices of where to live and what to do, but again, Jesus says, well, it's actually part of a prearranged plan, and the ego has is running the show from the unconscious mind. So if you feel sometime like you're, you're, you feel like a robot, like you're just doing the same things over and over, it's because the ego programmed it. It invented time and space. It invented its own programming. It invented the body as a self, which God did not create. The God creates in spirit. Spirit creates spirit. But the ego projected the body. And then Jesus says that no single instant does the body exist at all. It's always remembered or anticipated. So that means if you believe in the past, you're just remembering an image and you're identifying your identity with it. And if you're concerned about, worried about the future, how's the body going to survive? What's the body going to do? The future is a projection of the past. It's the same programming projected into an imaginary future to keep you bound in, a, in sleep and unaware of the kingdom of heaven. So what we're looking at today is we're starting to realize, wow, uh, I just got good at my survival skills. I just got good at learning, reading, writing, arithmetic. Maybe I learned 
multiplication skills, trig trigonometry, calculus, whatever I learned mathematics. Maybe I learned how to walk and how to function, how to drive a car, how to brush my teeth, how to comb my hair. Whoops, uh, there's none left. Take that one off my list. <laughs> I don't have to get the comb out anymore. But But what you see is things start to fall away and then when they start to fall away, the ego says, uh-oh, now you're in trouble. How are you going to survive if you forget all of these skills that you learned, survival skills? So I think what Francis and I want to talk about is, because some of the questions are saying, if I, if I really follow the Holy Spirit and Jesus, you know, is this going to work out good? Uh, do you have a happy, fulfilling life, even though you don't believe in what you see on the news, even though you don't wake up in the morning with a to-do list that's 10 feet long, even though you don't uh, have investments, you're not really investing at all in the future. If they looked at my life, they would say, David, you, you have the worst investments in the future in the history of the universe. You have you have no portfolio. <laughs> you don't even have hopes and dreams for a future. And I say, well, actually, I'm very content. I'm clueless and carefree and get very cared for by the Holy Spirit. But But the reason I feel peace is because I'm not really worried about the future. And also, I'm, I've quit playing the game of trying to diagnose. And I think for many years, I played the game of react and respond to the images of the world. Then suddenly, in a moment of, of joy, I realized I just had to listen to the Holy Spirit and to follow the Holy Spirit. I learned pray, listen, follow <laughs> instead of judge, react, respond. You see, the reason we learn is because it's a curriculum in judgment. If you go to school, you're learning a curriculum in judgment. Or even before you go to school, with your, with your parents and your siblings, when you're little, when you're a little body, that's a judgment curriculum too. Do this, don't do this. Treat people this way, don't do this. You know, it's, it's, it's very much full of, of judgments. And, and then you reach a point where I would rather pray, listen, and follow than judge, react, respond. You see the difference between those two modalities in the mind. That's what we're going for today. Yeah. And even we, we received some of your questions, which we probably would dive more into on Sunday, but we, we received some, uh, some questions and one of them is like, I don't feel, I just graduated from university, I don't want to work. It, what am I going to do if, if, if Jesus really going to instruct me, if I give my life to Jesus? And that is, you know, the underlying question, if, if I really turn my uh, calling and my priorities to God, is this really going to work out? Is this really going to be okay? And I think really David and I and, and our community are here as 
a demonstration that it, it works out for us, for every single one of us, even in its own individualized way, it works out. Um, we really just, at the beginning of this, said yes to this calling without thinking how it's gonna how it's gonna go. And what we are doing right now is we're not really idle, waiting for the day to pass. We're not counting the hours. We're not being lazy. We're not being just going through the motions. Actually, once we decide to say yes to God, it becomes a moment-to-moment instruction that would be handed down to us. Moment-to-moment instruction that is established in heaven, (laughs) that is handed down to us. And all that we're doing is to say yes, to say yes, and experience the effect of the joy and the liveness, the vibrancy, the collaboration and the intimacy that we, we feel with each other and with with the Holy Spirit. So that is what we can say for fact it works out. And it's not gonna be according to the laws of the ego. It's not if we work hard, it's gonna work out. If we study hard, it's gonna work out. No, it's actually the total opposite. Make the decision. Make the decision first and trust. So Yeah. It's just, it goes in a very, very different way than anything you can imagine. You know, I, for me, it, it, the most difficult times were when I was, you know, letting go after 10 years full-time in university. Um, a lot of my classmates, professors, my parents were like, so what are you going to do if you, once you get out of university? And I said, well, I don't know, but Um, I'm sure it will show up and what showed up for me was to go live in the woods like Henry David Thoreau, live in the woods like Robinson Crusoe, (laughs) no running water. (laughs) I was out with the bugs and the birds and the snakes and uh, I think probably my my ex-girlfriend, my parents, my professors, everybody was probably shaking their head like, oh he had so much promise. We really thought he had some promise after 10 years of university. <laughs> and then he just pissed it all away to go live in the woods like uh, like Mary Magdala or like St. Francis or, you know, like uh, Buddha and whatever. But I took my I took my Course in Miracles book to the woods. <laughs> I wasn't just out there with the bugs and the, p- the caterpillars and the butterflies. I was actually praying. I learned how to pray in a much deeper way. I learned how to listen to the Holy Spirit in a much deeper way. And and then I started to realize, wow, like just like Francis said with uh, Lesson 154, once you say yes, uh, once you really say yes to be a, a messenger for God, that's really all she wrote. I mean, the ego is on its heels the moment your your heart and your mind say yes to God. The ego is immediately on its heels. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> the, my trick, my trick of time and space is not working here. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm, oh my God, a yes. 
And then when you say yes, you don't really know exactly what's coming, but you know it's going to be good. It's going to be healing. You know that God's will is is what is. God's will for me is perfect happiness and nothing I can, you know, think or say or do or make can establish my worth because God already established my worth as a spirit in the creation. So I've actually got nothing to lose and everything to remember. <laughs> you see? Remember God, you remember everything. And what do you lose? Nothing. <laughs> you can't really say you lose something important if, if what you're letting go of is an illusion. Why would you hold on to illusions when the truth is true and the truth is who you were created as? God created you perfect and innocent and that's just a fact. And then you just surrender over to the fact. Say, oops, I played a human being for a while, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, ego. I think I'm, I'm tired of that. I'm actually ready to wake up to my eternal reality. So what we're experiencing is that once we say yes, then everything is provided. Uh, Jesus even says the Holy Spirit will go before you and make your way, your your path straight and leave no obstacles to bar your way. It, it, it will go before you and make your path straight. And even difficulties will melt away before you reach them because of who walks with you. You're walking with the Holy Spirit. You're walking with the guide, the comforter. You're walking with the answer. When, you're, when the answer is with you, nothing can be against you. <laughs> Who are you following? I'm following the answer. Well, what's that mean? Do you have a better word? I'm following the correction for the error. <laughs> and the error's already been corrected. So I'm not a sinner and nobody's a sinner because the correction has been given already. And now I want to simply follow that answer day by day, moment by moment. So this is such a joyful experience to to follow and then you do release this idea that you have to do something in the future to make your way straight to God. God didn't create the future. God is with you now and God is speaking to us and saying, just stay with me and rest with me. If there's any instructions, I will give you the instructions. If there's anything you seem to need while you believe in time and space, I will provide what you seem to need. I will make the way clear for you. You can relax. You can breathe easy now. You, you, you are not on the hook of guilt. You are on the, the release of guilt because, because of the, the love. And that's, that's why we're here joining with you, you know, to share this happy release. We're here to share this celebration. Mm. Yeah, and, and truly trust, trust the Spirit because we have a very, very holy function, even, even on earth. But this holy function is not in the doing. It, this holy function is, is given by Him. You know, it's, it's in the mind. That's why in this, in this lesson 154, he just asks one question, would you receive message for, uh, for God in mind? Not, it doesn't matter what you do because the message 
once received is going to be given in different ways. You become the message. You're not a messenger. You actually become one with the message, and and that is your mighty function. So it actually really blows away all the earthly function out of the water. What do we need to do here? We have a heavenly function, and that is what we're here for. This function is established in heaven. This function is given to us from heaven. This is this function is waiting for us to say yes, and will carry out itself in all situations in different form and shape. But this is our function. That's why you know even over all these years, where the ego wants to. Attack because it it feels joyful. It feels so um, so different from the programming of the world. No need to strive for success. No need to earn your happiness. No need to earn your survival. Just be. Just be happy. And and. The ego would come on along the way to attack. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to be able to speak for God? And in those moments, I always just remember this: this yes, I said to God. And then I would ask myself again: Is that still true that you would receive message from God? Yes. Then case rested. Yes. That's still the case. Then I go along my way, and that is that is the only question you know that that directs all the actions that we do here. So that's that really dawns on me this morning. But also、um, when the holy instant topic comes along, this we need to really、um, emphasize this. This is the Holy Spirit's moment. This moment is given to us. This function is given to us. This curriculum is given to us, and we are here to say yes. We do not have to establish the curriculum. We do not have to establish or written the message. We do not have to establish the holy instant. You know, it's extremely disproportionate. That's how Jesus described our contribution. And Holy Spirit's contribution is extremely disproportionate. We have to accept this is all from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit, and we have to step back, step back, and relax and say yes to it. Yeah, and Jesus, he, Jesus knows that even though we may call ourselves a, a human being, he knows we actually behave more like we're human doings. Than human beings, <laughs> he, he's like, well, you, it's a nice word you threw in there, being, but you don't do much being. You you're a doer. <laughs> you you're a doer. It's like it's like talking to a, a fish in the water and saying, wow, what do you think of the mountains? And the fish is like, what are you talking about? Because all it knows is the water. It doesn't know the mountains. It's like, what's a mountain? And when you say, "Oh, God's will," well, human beings or human doings don't really understand what God's will is or perfect happiness. They say, "No human being knows perfect happiness. No human being knows perfection." Jesus is like, "Right, you know, it's a construct. 
But once you come back to your right mind, once you come back to line up with the Holy Spirit and Jesus, then you get a really good taste of that happiness. You go, whoa, whoa, I did I was looking in the wrong direction. <laughs> I was I was searching for my happiness in externals. And I was trying to claim enough externals to be happy. You know, I mean, it, it's beyond just the pursuit of, of a career and, and, and earth goals so that you can retire on, on Golden Pond with your little nest egg and take your final breaths looking out over the, the pond and watching the sunrises and sunsets. Jesus is saying, well, actually, you can see by the way you lived your life that you really were addicted to time. It's hard for me to even remember, but I re vague remembrance of how I used to, I used to think, thank God it's Friday. That's that's why they call it TGIF. I would think, thank God it's Friday, so I have a weekend of free time of my own time to enjoy life, and then. As soon as I'd get into Sunday, I'd have this little dread coming over me and I'd, I'd be thinking, oh my God, I dread Monday. I dread Monday morning. And, and then when I would get into work on Monday morning, I would notice in the afternoon, my eyes would just involuntarily drift over to the clock. <laughs> you see, how much more time do I have to work till I get up? I make it through the day. I make it through the night and then I do it all over again. <laughs> you know, it's like round and round and round. And then TGIF, thank God it's Friday. And then the weekend goes by so fast. Why is the, how two days can go by like a blink and then dreaded Monday morning. You see, now this for many people in the world, this is a mental construct of, um, of egoic proportions. And, and Jesus is saying, well, why are you talking about retirement? You're not happy now. <laughs> if, you're, if you're addicted to time right now is where we need to free your mind, not in 10, 20, 50 years. We need to free it right now. You've got a, a mental construct that you're going through and you, you don't believe you're worthy of eternal happiness, of eternal love. And so now you're playing a very limited time game and you're trying to give yourself little morsels of happiness. In my case, weekends. Those were my morsels. Yeah, it's a weekend. Let's have some fun because Monday morning will soon be here. You see, that is really not life at all. Now, I know for Francis and I, we both, we both did our share of that, but that was so long ago. It's in such a distant past. Now it's it's faded so far that I'm happy the Holy Spirit can use the example where I can I can at least let, say speak the words, but I don't feel that in my heart. I feel I feel joy, I feel free, I feel expansive, I feel natural. I feel like I'm I'm in a natural state of, of being. So I think it does take trust. Uh, it does take the development of trust. And you can't go from being identified with the body and just transition immediately into the light without fear. So Jesus says, well, let's have, 
let's have a phase in between where you're done through, where the Holy Spirit inspires your actions. The Holy Spirit inspires what you do. Live an inspired life. Let your guidance direct the body and what you think, say, and do. And then you'll reach a point, which is our weekend now, like Francis is saying, where even that will have to come to an end because you start to realize that the holy instant is, doesn't involve the body at all. It doesn't involve using the body in a helpful way or a harmful way. It goes, it transcends the body entirely. And as Francis, we were talking this morning, uh, Jesus says, you, you cannot prepare for the holy instant without placing it in the future. I'll say that again. You cannot prepare for the holy instant without placing it in the future. So now he's given us a whole book with, with workbook lessons, with texts. With, he's given us a whole big book here. And now when you get to chapter 15, he starts talking about the holy instant. And he's basically already in the middle of the book preparing us to let go of the book. He's, he's preparing us to let go of actions. He's preparing us to let go of behaviors. He's, he's, he's going to crank it up. In fact, this is how in chapter 15, this is how he prepares us for beginning to really talk about the Holy Instant. He says, Can you imagine what it means to have no cares, no worries, no anxieties, but merely to be perfectly calm and quiet all the time. Yet that is what time is for, to learn just that and nothing more. He even rhymes. He's, he's getting playful with us. He's playfully telling us, oh, there's going to come a point where you're, you're not going to remember the body at all. And you're not going to remember anything about the body, the judgments of the good things or the bad things. It's just going to, it'll be gone from your awareness completely. So here's how it goes. We go from being a human doing to being done through by the Holy Spirit and Jesus to the holy instant. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is that is something we do not prepare for. We just desire it. We say, God, I want you, I want you above all else. And just by our desire, the prayer of our heart, it comes back into our remembrance, into our awareness. Not through doing, not through achievement. We don't learn the holy instant. Oh, it's a gift of grace. It's when we get out of the way. The beaming light is so strong when we get out of the way. It's just like, oh my God, this was here all along. I can't believe, I can't believe God loved me this much and the grace of God was already there. So that's why this weekend is, in one sense, it's a, it's kind of a new direction for us all because it's saying, yes, follow your guidance and be inspired, have your doing be inspired, but don't think that that's, uh, that's the end. The, the end is not in the doing. It's, it's actually undoing <laughs> is where we're going. I remember someone you uh, asked David once in a gathering, is this journey 
a process or is an instant. And David said it's a process until it's an instant. And that is exactly, it's really an instant, but it seems to use time, seems to use time, but give time a different purpose as well. That's everything is, is, is giving back to the spirit to be in charge, even time. Yeah, we were laughing this morning because um, recently we just had our, our, there's our mystery school. Everyone's gathered there at the mystery school. And there was a, a big hurricane that came through southern Mexico. And then there was a big storm. And then all the power went out in a hot uh, spring, springtime and everything. And then we were, we were forced uh, when Eric's uh, computer, the battery was going, we were forced to use cell phones. So I got to talk with everybody at the mystery school right on my cell phone. I got to do a little video call with everybody. We had so much fun when the power went out. It, it took the power going out for us to have this little device be used. We never even thought of it. Now I'm thinking, well, that was the best, that's the best opening uh, session we've ever had. And it's because the power went out. You see, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they actually are taking care of everything. All of our seeming steps are perfectly arranged and orchestrated for us. And all we have to do is realize that forgiveness is the Holy Spirit's function. Correction is the Holy Spirit's function. Human beings, persons don't have to figure out forgiveness. It's in the mind. And all we have to do is be willing to join with the Holy Spirit and say, you're in charge. <laughs> you're the one that's going to do the forgiving. I'm going to join with you so I can hit, be a part of that amazing perspective. But you take it, take the weight off of your shoulders. The, the salvation of the world is not falling on the shoulders of a person. That would be arrogant to think that the salvation would fall on the, the shoulders of a person. Even Jesus, you know, it was his mind. He accepted the atonement, the correction in his mind. That was his greatest example. Uh, he was showing us how we could change our mind and remember, remember God, remember the truth. Yeah. Because I, I know that a lot of people, even in our mystery school, we just opened the, the new mystery school two days ago and I know sometimes people have this question like I'm not willing enough, I'm not willing enough, I'm not willing to let this go, I'm not willing to let that go, so, so what about that? And I remember David said, well, if you're not willing to let something go, of course you can't let it go because we're always, we're always going to hold on to what we value. But it's the Spirit's job to convince you. It's the Spirit's job to inspire you. It's the Spirit's job to give you a contrast experience. So even that, we don't need to shoulder it on ourselves. We need to be willing enough. No, no, let's give the Spirit the chance to convince us. We put everything back on the Spirit. So when, when the mystery school, the power went out, yeah, we can, can the Holy Spirit use that? on the opening day when everybody arrives, just settled from overseas, traveling 20 hours, just landed, the power went out for 20 hours. 
and we have the big opening ceremony planned, no power, no internet, can the Holy Spirit use that? Yes. Gets David up close in and personal with every single participant to have shared intimate moment. And that is, that's how everything works together for good, if we give it to the Holy Spirit, absolutely everything. Yep. Yeah, I think if we just remember that that our our function is healing and and it's healing in mind, then right away we are start to feel more of a lightness and a playfulness, and we start to feel more open. It's this idea of personal responsibility. First, the ego tricks us into believing we're a body. But it just doesn't, the ego doesn't stop there. It has to burden us with bunch of personal responsibilities that it throws on top of the body. It's all in our mind. And then we feel like we're personally responsible for, for healing. We're personally responsible for making the right personal choices that will bring us happiness. And and in the end, you know, even when people have criticized the Course, you know, uh, you can imagine if you've grown up in like a, a Christian tradition or most any religious tradition, and then the, the Course has a workbook lesson, um, salvation comes from my one self, or salvation comes from me, uh, to to someone who's raised in the linear theology of time and space, uh, that seems very arrogant. What do you mean, salvation comes from me? That's got to be the most arrogant statement ever, until you realize it's talking about your mind. That God's will doesn't involve time. It doesn't take time to realize God's will. God's will is eternal. It's the belief that God's will takes time to ex be experienced. That's arrogant. <laughs> you see, God, God gives love and grace and joy for all eternity. And then to believe that it's going to take time to realize that, that's where the arrogance starts to come in. And the me that he's talking about in the salvation comes from me, he's talking about our mind that we can choose to accept God's will right now. We don't have to wait, we don't have to keep putting it off into the future, we can choose it now. It will take some dedication and devotion, but why not? Why not devote to eternal happiness, you know? It's like, that seems to me a, a good thing. <laughs> I would want to devote my mind. I mean, I devoted my mind to learning how to drive and learning how to, all these skills and abilities. I was in university, I was in engineering, I was in urban planning, I was in in psychology, I I took philosophy classes, I took many classes, and then and then at some point Jesus was like, All right, you know, very good, you've shown you can learn. Now, are you ready to learn to forgive? <laughs> why why don't you use some of that uh Effort, uh, it takes a lot of effort to do the papers and all the exams and whatever for 10 years full time. And Jesus was like, very good. Well, we see that you can apply effort to learning. Have you ever considered what your learning goal is? <laughs> Why don't you 
give all that effort to learning forgiveness, learning to to release the world and 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 be happy in the present moment. So I I can say I'm a happy learner. I I was I for a while I thought I was a slow learner, but <laughs> then I had to let go and forgive that too and and just start to say I would rather be a happy learner than anything else. And then now we're doing the holy instant where Jesus is saying there is a point that goes beyond learning. You don't usually hear that. I mean, I never heard that in, in all those years of schooling. Not one professor said there is a point that comes beyond learning. They told me I would just have to keep learning till I went to the grave. <laughs> you're laying there, you got one foot in the grave. Are, did you get your lesson? Are you learning? It's like, ah! <laughs> but Jesus is like, no, I'm taking you to a state of mind that transcends learning. You. There is a point in your mind that's so beautiful and so pristine, and he even says it's a, it's, he calls it a holy image. There's a holy image in your mind that when you behold this holy image, you will see the reflection of God's love in this holy image. I have sometimes thought, that's pretty funny to put those two words together, Jesus. Holy image. And yet he does. He puts holy image together. So to me, I did ask him recently, I said, I said, can you give me something that helps clarify this holy image thing? And he said, well, you tend to think of the world as like a motion picture. You tend to think of uh, like what videos are playing today. You know, it's everything seems to be kind of in motion. But he said, what if there was a perfect Holy Spirit snapshot, <laughs> holy image, that when you beheld this image, you knew that everything and everyone was the same. This is an image where everyone is included without exception. And there is no differences because it's all just one thing, like a photograph, like the Ringo Starr song, Photograph. So he's telling us, the Holy Spirit will take you into this holy image. And once you behold this, the light is reflected in everything and everyone equally. And then you're ready to go beyond the image into the light itself. Even beyond this holy image is pure light. It's the truth. And the truth is no reflection. The truth is just what is. But you have to be willing to, to see this holy image in your mind. Uh, sometimes it's in the Course it's re referred to the face of Christ. It's not talking about the face of Jesus the man, or the, the Shroud of Turin, or whatever the, the form of. That's not the face of Christ. The face of Christ is the, the light reflects on everything of time and space equally. It just reflects without differences on everything. So that's part of what we're doing when we open to the Holy Instant. We're, we're calling, we're praying, to see this holy image. And some people say, how does the atonement relate to the holy instant, or how does the atonement relate to this holy image? Jesus says this about the atonement. He says, the, whole, the atonement is in time, but it's not for time. It's in time, and it's in your mind, and it's for your 
mind. It's not for the world. It's in time, but not for time. So in other words, the correction is for your mind. It's not aimed at time. Time's not the problem. It's the mind that believes in time. That's the problem. You see, that's the ego. The ego invented time. So this is getting very subtle, but but imagine imagine you just wake up in, in, in a day and you just say, I'm giving this whole day over to God. I'm not going to try to use this day for any personal goals. I'm not going to use this day to try to achieve something, to accomplish something, to put another a notch in my belt or mark another thing off of my to-do list. But I'm going to give this day to you, God, and you show me what I need to see. You see how different that is than thinking I have to do this and this and this and this and this. And then I'll get tired, I'll rest, and then I have to do that, that, that. You know, you wonder why it's tiring. It's because it's like being on a hamster wheel of doing. When do you solve it? You know, when? how much is enough? How, how much have you done that's enough before you can rest? Jesus is saying, well, maybe just come back and start your day with, this day is God's, it is my gift to God. I'm giving my day over to God to use however the Holy Spirit wants to use it. I have no investment in it. Uh, I mean, even when, when we opened the mystery school, um, I was getting texts up, oh, the power's out, this and this and this. Well, let's, okay, all right, we can, we can deal with that, power's out. The Holy Spirit power is not out, but the, <laughs> the electricity is out. So let's have some fun, you know, and in the end we had more fun with the cell phones. I, at the end I thought, this is the best. Why did it take us all these years to figure out this is the best way to have an opening <laughs> circle with, with the little video cell phone, you know, it, all we needed was a cell phone. We didn't need a big screen TV. We didn't need power. Always needed was two cell phones. And we had so much fun with those two cell phones. But that's what we mean. Let, let the Holy Spirit do it. Don't try to uh, figure it out for yourself based on your past learning. Have some fun with the Holy Spirit. Have some fun. Francis and I took a little time to read um, the questions that you wrote in, and we do tend to uh, to really go through those in more detail on um, on Sunday, but but um, as usual, a lot of them had things that that seem like very important practical questions. Um, uh, one was making reference to the the shooting the the massacre down in the the Texas school. Um, also making a question about the the Supreme Court and this uh, ruling uh, decades ago called Roe versus Wade, which allows a woman to get an abortion. And now that is coming up into question. And I think basically, Francis, the question was how do we go about and, and lead our daily life? Um, do we get involved in 
in causes? Do we get involved in, in the politics of the world? You know, do we, we get involved in family arguments and struggles and everything? And I think we can honestly say from the Course about, can you imagine what it's like to have, be perfectly quiet all the time? Uh, to have no cares, no worries, you can really see that there has to be a solution that's in the mind that, that lifts you above trying to judge and figure out the, the good and the bad, the right and the wrong of the world. There is a pristine state of mind that is so loving that everything and everyone is healed in an instant. <laughs> and yet, the questions seem to be practical about uh, how do we go about our day? And I think that's the topic that Francis and I talk about with most retreats is, is guidance. Uh, what, what inspires you? If you're, if you're going to go through the day and be done through by the Holy Spirit, it would have to be that whatever would come through you would be done through inspiration. Not about trying to fix the world or change the world, but just because your intuition is calling you uh, to something that seems highly inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. It's come back to like our function is, is one that is established in heaven. You know, in a way that is such a high function we're here to do. We're sending a message, you know, all the time. The decision we make in mind is teaching and helping all the time in ways whether it's visible to the to the eyes or not. And that is where the decision is made, is in what really we, we want to get, get out of each situation. Do we want perfect peace? Do we want to fulfill our function? And then allow the specific instruction to be given. I actually just suddenly remember this one uh, little I think it's a, a documentary I saw, but this clip of, it's not recent, but um, there is a lot of uh, racist um, political issues back in the 60s in the United States. And this um, documentary interviewed this guy who, who is a black person and he, he um, I think he was very much attacked when he went to a bar and he ordered some a plate of food and some someone came to him and said i would do whatever you do to this food to you and he just picked up the food which is some chicken and he kissed it <laughs> and that's the message that's 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 what he was inspired to do because their thread i would do whatever you do to to this chicken he kissed it and i i, I was like lit up by this particular little, just a little thing that you're called to do in each moment to teach the lesson of love. Teach only love, for that is what you are. But we're called in, in different situations to demonstrate and teach this heavenly message. And it's not for this or against that, but there is very specific <laughs> instructions. That's very, very inspiring. Yeah, it's very practical. You love it with these examples because it, it just shows you that, that really the question is, 
am I in the joy? Am I inspired? Because whatever comes from an inspired, happy, joyful state of mind is going to be the best thing for the whole universe. <laughs> so it's, for me it was always the question of what's, what's my motive for what seems to be the life of David? What's the motive behind the parable of David? Well, I want to learn how to give without any thought of getting anything in return. I want to learn how to give as God gives, just out of pure joy, out of pure happiness. And you see that that takes away the react and respond because as long as you're reacting and responding to the images of the world, it just means you want to get something. I mean, why would you react and respond to images of time and space unless you still wanted to get something from time and, time and space and you believe you had to play the game? I'll give you this, but you give me that. I'll give you this if you'll give me, let me get this. And uh, I always say, when you want something from the world, the world will want something from you. So in the end, it's like the, the guy kissing the food, you know, that had to be an inspired, <laughs> inspired moment. <laughs> After being told, I'll do to you whatever you do to the chicken <laughs> on your plate, and then he kisses, kisses the chicken. Uh, sounds like something Gandhi would do. <laughs> but, but you see how different that is from planning and scheming and striving to try to interact with the world as if you are at the mercy of the world. I mean, I, in the early days with the Course, I would ask Jesus all these practical questions like, um, practically speaking, how, how am I going to travel? How will I eat? Where will I sleep? And he would, Jesus would laugh and said, I already told you I would take care of that. Why are you still asking how? <laughs> I, I told you. I would arrange time and space. I would handle everything else. You give me your mind to work miracles and to be happy and joyful and I will handle all the rest. Jesus was like, what part of all the rest don't you understand? <laughs> Why? Why are you still saying how will I eat? Where will I go? You know, how will I survive? And he's like, we covered that. We covered that <laughs> at the beginning. I will handle all that stuff. If you'll give your mind over to be a miracle worker, to be the light of the world, I'll handle the rest. It just ran against the conditioning so deeply that I, I was still every day, okay, show me. And every day I would be shown, okay, yeah, you do have, you've got this, you've got this. But I think that that's a lot different from this idea that, of thinking, even that we have to personally figure out how we're going to survive. That's all based on our past learning. And of course, if we look to the past, that's what we see. It's a survival. Survival of the fittest, survival of the species, you know. It's all the past. It's heavy. It's very heavy work for a living. Wait a minute, didn't God create life, eternal life? Why am I now working for a living? <laughs> you know. And then Jesus is like, well, I know you still believe in these things, so here, follow my guidance and, you know, I'll take you through the experiences you need to have to show you that you're a divine being. 
Let me convince you, let me convince your mind you're a divine being, that you're pure light. You may think you're a body, but if you knew how slow and dense the vibrations were of that body, you would laugh to think that you're that. <laughs> when, when you're the light of the I am presence that's prior to the body, you would laugh at thinking that you could actually be vibrating that slow. Jesus is, that's why the angels and Jesus laugh a lot, because the, you know, time itself is a, is a concept that we have to slowly be uh, loosened from. Well, we have a lot of new people. Francis, weren't you telling me today we had like, let's say about 64 people, and we have a bunch of new people from uh, many different countries. Yeah. Yeah, we have new participants from Australia, Belgium, Canada, Mexico, the Netherlands, Spain, and uh, quite a few from the United States as well. So a lot of new, um, new people here. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. And, and also, uh, we, we tend to just like to open it up because we, we, we really love to hear from you, especially the, the new ones too. Um, sometimes when you come on and you can just say hi to everybody and you can just say, here's the prayer on my heart or here's the, the thing that I have a, right now is my, the main thing in my life or this is the main thing I'm, I'm praying for clarity on or an answer and you share that with everyone and that kind of uh, breaks the ice and then, then you're really warmed up for tomorrow where we have a movie and interactivity, uh, expression, and then we have our big Q&A uh, on Sunday. So maybe we could just uh, open it up now and, and if you want to even introduce yourself, maybe if this is your first time, you just want to say hi to everybody and, and share what's on your heart. Um, we'll feel even closer <laughs> the connection with you and and also, you'll be all warmed up and ready for the whole weekend. <laughs> okay. I have Jennifer. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm, I live in Scotland and I'm new to this retreat, but I've been following uh, the videos from you, David, um, for a long time. Um, I think with everything I've been listening to so far, what I'm feeling, and that was my question that I already submitted, but because you've opened up the space to share, my greatest desire for this weekend is really to know. So, you know, when you spoke about your journey, David, of like giving your life over to the Holy Spirit, and I have done that before and I've followed a path very different to the one laid in front of me, but the fear of my family of not having and not having jobs. And also sometimes I did have to borrow money from people to follow where I was going and it didn't feel good. It felt shameful. And now I'm trying to like have a job in the world, but also follow my inspiration. And I just don't understand how these things are going to fit together because the last time I gave all that up, it didn't really work. I, I always had food, I always had a bed sleeping, and I do think my ego is still in the way, but maybe I just 
maybe I'm just not quite sure about what it means for me and my path in life because it it did bring up so much judgment from my family and the fear of that judgment of not having what I need what they think I need or what I need is like you know what I mean and maybe I don't make much sense but that's what I'm really worried about you know yeah that's it well thank you Jennifer because because that 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 is a good example of of exactly what we're talking about when when we follow our inspiration and we follow our joys, we, we are met with our doubt thoughts, whether they seem to be just in our mind or they seem to be acted out in our family or friends. What about this? What about this? How will you survive? And so on and so forth. I had plenty of that too. Uh, I, as I said, when I went out to live in the woods after 10 years of university, there was a lot of scratching heads uh, they, they were just looking at me like, oh my God, he had such promise and now he's completely gone off the deep end. What, did, what are you going to do in the woods? My parents were saying, you didn't even enjoy Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts that much. Now you're going to go live in the woods. You know, they were, they were pretty strong. But actually, what we start to realize is like there's a movie we show in our Movie Watcher's Guide to Enlightenment that Guy Ritchie made, and it's called uh, Revolver. And one of the lines, one of the characters, it's like a Holy Spirit character, one of the lines in it is, where you don't want to go, that's where you'll find him. And it's talking about the ego, uh, where we don't want to face things, where we've had fears, maybe we've hidden our fears. We think, oh, I don't want to show anybody my fears. And then we, we play more of an avoidance game. We avoid certain things for in case our fear comes up and gets exposed. Now, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they're like, they love it when fear comes up to get exposed because <laughs> that's how you release it. You, you can't let it go if you're not even aware of, of it. And so... Um, We've even got a, a couple dear friends of ours who are over in the UK right now. And they've been traveling through Spain and going, hopping around cities and everything. And one of the basic questions they always get asked is, where is your house? And they say, we don't have a house. And they say, what do you do for a living? What's your job? We don't have one. They just go around from place to place and town for town, and the Holy Spirit's arranging houses for them to be in. They were even in a house one time in Spain, and, and the, the person who had invited them um, didn't know it, but she had COVID. And they were invited into a COVID house, and then they both prayed, and Jesus said, go next door. And the neighbor said, come and be, stay with me. And they, they scooted right over there, and continued on their joyful way. Uh, even, even that was just a perfect example. But anyway, their names are, are, are Kenneth and, and Anna, and they're over there right there in the UK right now, bopping around, sharing their joy of listen and follow, pray, listen and follow. And I think the important thing I hear from you is, is you, you're just saying, I'm willing to really say yes. I'll be a, a messenger for God. I'll, I'll, I'll be the message. <laughs> uh, 
And I just need some witnesses to help build my confidence and build my trust. Because if I start getting more witnesses under my belt, oh, the ego is falling back from its heels. It's, it's going to be falling. Uh, because the more confidence you gain at listen, pray, listen, and follow, uh, the, the stronger you are in the spirit. You, are, you, you become invincible when you get into pray, listen, and follow. And you're just facing some temptations that are some doubt thoughts about your identity. And, and those doubt thoughts are coming to the surface now for you to release them. That's, that's it. I had the same thing when I first started following Jesus and I took off, uh, you know, my family and friends, a lot of them said, where are you going to go? And where are you going to get the money to, to drive the car? And where are you going to stay? And how are you going to eat? And all these things. And I said, yeah, I know. I, I, I have to go. I, Jesus is like saying, come on. <laughs> I told you I'd arrange everything for you. Get in the car and drive. Come on. Enough of trying to explain this to everybody. <laughs> He's like, are you are you with me? Are you gonna are you gonna follow what I'm giving you? And I'm saying, okay, I, I'm with you. I said yes. I mean it. I meant it. And then the miracle started flooding in every day. I mean, I I was so convinced after like three or four days on the road with Jesus, I was like, woo. <laughs> Whoa! When you said arrange time and space, invitations, come here, here, we have a potluck, come here, there's a course group, come here. You know, I was just like flooded with invitations and joy, and the ego had no chance. Jesus undercut the ego uh, from the beginning. And of course, the ego tried to come back, but Jesus is quite strong at <laughs> at providing miracles and convincing us. So while, while Ken and Anna are over there, maybe we can have somebody type type into the chat just uh, their email addresses or whatever. Maybe you can make make contact with, with uh, a couple living examples that are touring around the UK over there and, uh, you know, just ask them all the questions. Share, share all your doubt thoughts. Don't, don't hold back. Just you know, just be open to uh, the miracle and, and watch how Jesus convinces you. It's, it's very strong. Thank you. We have Bridget. Hello. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Bridget. Oh, hello, David. Hello, Francis. Um, David, I've, I've been stuck in a loop for a while. Um, I know what you're saying is true because First of all, I wound myself, I misunderstood the course and I wound myself in completely to the point where I couldn't walk. Um, a spiritual teacher once told me that most people's auras are varied and mine was gray and it looked as though I was stuck in cement. And that was how I felt. Um, however, at work, when I worked, I stopped work three years ago, but at work, I somehow, this this took years, I somehow got the realization that if I brought anything in from the world, I suffered. And if I brought myself to the situation, I didn't. 
Um, and when people would say, people, the reflections came back and people would say, what do you think about that, Bridget? I didn't know what to say because that was all I got. Don't bring anything in, bring yourself. So I used to say, oh, drop it, drop it. I used to say it so glibly. And now I'm, I can't drop what I'm carrying or it appears that way. Um, a couple of things I want to clarify. Because I went, because my, my desire was when I left my husband, I thought my mother made me unhappy the way I was. And my mission in life was to make my children happy. And it sounds very honorable. And I felt very honorable doing it, even though it nearly drove me to suicide. And now I'm sort of trying to undo that. I've had a real dark night of the soul as of late when I realized how mistaken I was in that belief. Um, however, my children still pop into my head. I have an autistic son. I have one who's really ill at the moment. I have another one who's a computer programmer who keeps to himself a bit. And I have a husband who now I can see, well, he's an ex-husband and we still get on well, um, but now I can see his major, major strengths. You know, he always was very honest, even though he was angry when he was honest, but at least he used to say what was on his mind, you know. Um, my question is, I've written it down because I really want your input to, to make sure I'm on the right track. Um, as soon as I think of my son, husband, or anybody else, that's an attack on myself because I'm bringing them in instead of bringing myself to the present moment. Um, it's only when I let go of thoughts about people, and that's the emptying of the mind, that I can be happy and bring my happiness to whatever I want to do, or whatever I feel as though I want to do. Am I, am I on the right track, David? Yeah, that, that is the the pathway of, of spiritual awakening, no matter which tradition or which teacher you follow, they all say the same. Empty the contents of consciousness, empty the thoughts you think you think, empty your mind of the beliefs. Uh, Jesus is basically saying, in order to approach the light, we have, you have to first become aware of everything that's not the light. Like don't don't play hide and seek and stuff some things down into the unconscious mind and pretend and just say I'm going to renounce the world or I'm going to renounce all these beliefs. And Jesus says in the workbook many have have tried to renounce the world while still believing in it. You see, he's he's not a big fan of renunciation. He's just saying, be really honest with with what's inside. So. The thing about it is, Jesus says, to, to heal is to make happy. And that's the core of what you've been trying to do. To heal is to make happy. But 
you tried to do it specifically. You thought oh, to heal is to make my children happy. And Jesus said, well, it's not, not quite what I'm saying. <laughs> you see, we can't really make somebody happy. We, you know, we can believe we can make somebody happy, but we, we, we're just working on that self-honesty of coming to that God's will for me is perfect happiness, but that, that is within me. And we're just clearing away all the obstacles that we have believed in. And we have Delisa from Belgium. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hello, I'm Delisa. I'm from Belgium. Um, I am new because uh, I recently just started doing the course. So after I graduated university last year, I was reading books about this uh, mystic David R. Hawkins, also David, and he was constantly referencing to um, A Course in Miracles. So somewhere in November, I started doing it, and then I discovered your um, your YouTube videos somewhere in January. And the thing is, I still live with my parents, so I can't really do these online uh, uh, retreats because it's always somewhere ending in the night. And they're on a road trip right now, so I can actually do it without them, like bothering them. So yeah, it was also me that said, like, to higher guidance, like, if I'm meant to do one, please give me one during the road trip, and it happened. So I know that I'm meant to be here. So I'm already happy for that. And uh, yeah, what what my problem is, like you already said about the university that I graduated and now. I have to go for a job and I don't want to do it because like since I was like 12 years old, I've struggled with everything because before that you're a child and you're just playing, then you go to like middle school and then they tell you to this, to that. And it was also like, yeah, what, what do you want to study now? Cause it's going to be important for your job later. And, and I also didn't really have friends. So I felt very isolated. And I became very depressed and I started really thinking always about life. Like, what is this? I don't want to do this. Always hoping that in the future something would happen and my life would change. And I was stuck in this loophole of uh, I'm doing this now. And then I got depressed. I've been going to psychotherapist for 14 years now. <laughs> and uh, every time it goes a little bit better, then it goes way worse. Uh, when, when I was 20 years old, it was really bad and I had to go to psychiatrist and I also been to the psychiatry thing just because I couldn't deal with everything that was going on with like uh, studying. I knew that what I was studying wasn't what I wanted to do, but that drove me crazy because I had no other way. And that's like my problem. And now I'm at that point that I'm fed up because I've seen in my past that it's always wasn't the right way for me but my ego forced me because I was smart uh there was nothing else to do my parents are very successful like in their lives and it makes me unhappy and it seems like I'm the only one that like can't deal with it and that's kind of my problem and that's why I'm here I guess because I'm like the holy instant is now and in the future and I'm always praying for that something will happen, but I'll never say now. And now I'm at that point, like, it's done. It's done. I can't anymore. I'm done being unhappy. 
and I yeah. want to like stop being how do you say it like because I'm so unhappy I'm somewhat hateful towards situations and people and I know I know that I'm a very friendly person and I really want to give love so I'm like I need to heal myself because I also want to give love so I really need to do that because I also want to become the person that I am and if that means that like me as the ego needs to leave I'm totally okay with that because my life has been one big pile of sleep <laughs> for so far so yeah that's uh, kind of yeah. hope I wasn't talking a bit too long no not at all oh Delisa it's great it's so fun meeting you because I just this week I I did a call with a dear friend of mine who's who's over there in Belgium and we we had a beautiful talk and she's there living with her parents and she's been like where you were she she just put her she was such a skilled singer that she was actually a Broadway singer and then she just chucked it all she chucked her Broadway career and walked away from it all for God and we had a, an amazing talk the other day and uh, and also uh, there's a book that just is getting published right now. It's called uh, 50 Years of Miracles, the Parables of David Hofmeister. And one of the parables in the book, it's just getting just getting published. We just have it as an ebook now on PDF, but you can get that. But but what was so beautiful, one of them was this I got a an email from um a, from a woman who said I'm the only course of miracles student in Belgium. And, and I saw it and I laughed. And then the next day I got an email from a man and he said, I'm the only Course in Miracles student in Belgium. And so I got them to, to meet and then they met another one. And then they, they said, wow, there's three of us here in Belgium. And then they went out to dinner and they talked and then they wrote back to me. We just have one question. Um, we want to invite you, David, to come to Belgium. But our one question is, can we keep you to ourselves, the three of us, or do we have to share you? And I wrote back, share. So I ended up going there to meet the only students in Belgium. They had a farm and people from seven countries came to this farm and we had a huge international gathering over there in a farm in Belgium because two people wrote on back-to-back -back days, I'm the only student in, in Course in Miracles student. You see, this is how Jesus just plays. He's so playful. And you're just in a very exciting time. I remember when I stopped university and I had the course and I, I love David Hawkins stuff and everything. And, and now you're just getting really true with your feelings saying, I'm going to go for this, you know, I'm, I'm going to be happy. Um, whatever I tried in the past, it was a struggle, but it, now it was even orchestrated that your parents are on a little road trip and we all got to meet you. So now we all know you <laughs> and you, your path is on the way. And I think maybe again, I'll try to hook you up with my friend Lilo uh, over there so um, we can find, try to type that in the chat, maybe her email address. And then you could have a lovely uh, connection with her because she's, uh, she's 
gone through a lot of the same things that you're doing and had trouble compromising with the world. Even her uh, her voice is so amazing. She's like, uh, yeah, it's like a world-class voice, but she just has a, a heart for God. Uh, you know, she's just not into trying to use her skills for commercial success. She wants to just be in the happiness and the glory with God. So she's really like a, a, a inner mystic for God, even though she has en enormous skills. So I will try to hook you both up together so you can uh, talk and, and let the spirit take it from there. <laughs> Thank you, Delisa. Celia. Hi. Hi. Um, Okay, so yeah, I'm unmuted. I'm in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Delisa, I admire your ability to speak English. I wish I knew another language, but I can tell you're very smart. Um, I've been in the course for about 20 years. This is my first uh, workshop with you. And actually 20 some years ago, I came to the work of Byron Katie through the course. And it helps me experience the truth of the course. Um, so I love both of them. And uh, I was just down in Ahihik for two weeks. So my um, purpose for doing this weekend is to be open to inspiration on how to get back to Ahihik. <laughs> And who knows when that'll happen, but uh, that's my purpose of being here. Oh, thank you, Cecilia. We join you in that inspiration. That's beautiful prayer. Beautiful. Thank you. And Antonio, <laughs> we meet again. <laughs> Hello. Um, I feel now very, very grateful. It's an honor to, to see you live, uh, David. I've been following you for months, month, more than one year. And it is so important to me to be here. I think a new cycle is starting in my life. I started the mystical mind training uh, one month and a half ago, and I'm I'm very happy because I finally got my my path, which is uh, a course in miracles, and also that I know that you are my 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 master. <laughs> I was looking for you my entire life, and also is an opportunity for me to start a new way of life and this retreat the name is so important too uh, the holy instant you know i'm a teacher of history i've been teaching in a secondary school for many years and i thought that was going to be for the rest of my life because it is quite difficult to get this job and you are not supposed to leave it and for whatever reason i I feel that in a few years I will leave because I don't want to really teach the past. I wanna learn the present moment. 
even though when I taught it, I tried to use the past in order to know ourselves. But I think the past is the past and a new way is coming for me. And well, I, <laughs> I am a bit nervous. So thank you very much. It's an honor. Also, Frances. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Antonio. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's it. We, um, my mother was a was a history teacher. <laughs> my father was like a, a cost accountant. And then, at, at some point, like you, where you start to really feel like your calling starts to get activated, then you just know that it will all be shown to you. Uh, it will all be handled. And it's not a, a path of sacrifice or pushing anything away, but just joy and inspiration that takes over. Your heart takes over. And then, wow, the things start to happen and get orchestrated. And so, so glad I read your, uh, your question. And I guess you had heard me talk about uh, these cycles that I've gone through. Not... I didn't even notice them until I'd gone through a number of them and looked back. And so it's beautiful that you're just aware of these, these cycles in your, your story of Antonio now. So you won't be so surprised <laughs> as, as a new cycle begins, you'll, you'll be happy. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Even just uh, David, just you're talking about inspiration, we hear the fireworks stars just, the moment you talk about inspiration, because it is truly like the spirit is wanting to lead us through inspiration. Even what Delisa was saying about before 12 years old, she was happy because it, life like feels like a play. And yet after that, it, it ceased to be so. And I can say that on this, on this spiritual path, our function feels like play. And that's what Kirsten was talking to me last night. She will be in tonight's session with Lisa. She said, I remember that 13 country tour we did. There was so many logistics, there was so many events, but it feels like a play. We're just playing. That's just like, that's where our mind is so happy and still because the function is like a play. And I feel that for you, like every five years, you can see this major syn synchronicity, but this is like what we're, we're striving for, inspired, inspired life. That is just play. <laughs> well, next we have Jesu. She was telling me that her, her name is in, it's like Jesus, except without the S at the end. So yes. that's good. Jesu. Yeah, I my like name is Jesu. Hesu. Hesu, yeah. Hesu. That's good. Very nice. Um, yeah, so I've been to this retreat a few times before, but I never spoken before, so I just wanted to say hi. And also I have a question. It's more of a metaphysical one, I guess. But I like um I watched a video of David, like it was a short video, but I think it was released a few days ago. It's it was so you were saying body doesn't exist and Jesus is teaching that Jesus is not into meridian lines or like kundalini energy and stuff but like I can feel the energy shift when I read a course like and um when I'm in 
when I'm thinking ego, egoic thoughts, my energy is trapped in my head. And when I read the Course in Miracles and get still, I can feel the energy like slipping down to my belly and pelvic area. So I just wanted to know, hear your comments on that. Yeah, that's, that's my question. Oh, beautiful. Well, it's, it's like everything that we believe in is used by the Holy Spirit. And so uh, the Holy Spirit is, to the Holy Spirit, time and all the concepts of time, including the body, are all friends to the Holy Spirit because of the purpose of the Holy Spirit, which is to remember God. So I can relate to what you're talking about. Many people feel these energy kind of experiences and, and it can seem to relate to the meridians and Kundalini to the spine and lots of things that people have the crown chakra opening, the third eye opening, and a lot of things that, that are part of a, kind of a, an Eastern mysticism pathway to God. And there are so many pathways to God. Jesus says the course is just one of thousands. So you can just appreciate that. That's like your touchstone. That's like your the feeling that you have that goes into the energy and down to your, your stomach and everything. This is a, like a very strong sign and symbol for you of the of alignment perfect alignment with spirit, like being lined up. And uh, it comes in many ways. Uh, uh, one of my friends wrote to me and was asking me about fasting and about liquid diet. Uh, people have so many different ranges of uh, symbols that, that the spirit uses, but it's highly individualized uh, for the mind that believes in the, in the body and the world. And eventually we're, we're just to go with the symbols and then reach a point where, where we, we just desire that connection so strongly that, that you, you may have kind of even more transcendent experiences that, that go beyond the body entirely, just go directly to the light. And that's something that's beautiful too, something you can just welcome. So, uh, yeah, it's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's, I'm sure there are people that are inspired by by that and have had some very very similar experiences to that as well. Thank you, Diana. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. So <laughs> well, I'm Diana, and in Mexico City, and this is Miguel. And I've been studying the course for a while now. And I've been following the, the reruns on YouTube of these retreats and the movie sessions and everything I find from, from the community and from David. And, um, but this is the first complete full retreat that I'm taking and, and also with Miguel. And I'm very happy and just, <laughs> Just today, this morning, this 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 emotion and these thoughts came rose because I I had been for a while when I when I get into 
very deep states or very peaceful states or very uh, deep states with myself or in my process, I get upset whenever I get taken out of them from, from someone else or a situation. So I woke up and I, I said, Miguel, we are going to be focused and we are not going to be distracted. And we, please, let's give this time to ourselves. And I think it's time. And, and that was my, my desire and was my prayer. And he said, like, why are you angry? Why, why are you, why did you wake up angry? Did you dream about something ugly or what? And I, and I'm, I'm, I just been facing this that I've faced before in my, all my spiritual process that whenever I think something else is pulling me out of the state of that state, that very deep state that I, that I think I'm getting into, I get upset. And, I, and I've been starting to question, well, do I have to remove myself from this environment or this group or this place? Or I just have to, to learn, to keep learning from that, from that, that, that is being shown to me. And, I, and, and then I went to the bathroom and it, it dawned on me, Miguel is showing you. If you see him getting distracted, if you see him still thinking that something in the, out, in the outside, in the, in the world is more important than your, than your inner process or, or your state, it's you. You're still thinking there's something more important out there or to attend or more important than, than this moment, than the present moment or the your state, your peaceful state. And, and it's been a while you know, since I've, I've been longing for a, a space of quiet, a space of solitude, a space of, 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 of rest, of true rest. And um, that's why I'm finally giving into this moment, a full retreat and stopping working and stopping calls and, and finally giving into myself, giving into this moment fully to this retreat. And I was wondering, well, the first session is in the morning and then the, the other one is in the night. Should I, should I work? Should I continue working in between the time? And, and Miguel himself told me, feel it. Whatever happens in the meantime, it's, it's going to be guided and it's going to be for your recognition also. And, and I decided, I felt it. I said, no, I don't, I don't want to work today. I want to, whether we're in a session or not, I want to be in state. I want to say to everyone, I won't attend calls. I won't have classes today. I'm a, I'm a singing teacher and I cancel the classes. And um, so, well, I'm devoting this time for the spirit today. And I'm planning on doing it more and more and more because I, I realize I still believe in work and in earning for my sustaining also. Mm. Beautiful, thank you. And Miguel, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it reminds me sometimes when we've been so identified with the body, you know, we're concerned with the environment of the body or, or the, what's around the body and everything. And, and it reminds me of the course where Jesus says, the body is not the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your relationship is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you and Miguel, when you pray together, when you join and connect, you know, in that deep presence, that's the, that's the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
And the ego always is trying to say, you know, well, you're a body, you're stuck in a body, so remove the distractions, you know, and and you will find no matter how how you try to rearrange the form to remove the distractions, it, if the ego is the one prompting <laughs> that that game, then it it gets frustrating, it gets tiring. Uh, but the, all the workbook lessons of the course are are helping us see that my my thoughts are images that I've made. It's making the connection that that the the world I think I perceive and the thoughts that I think I think are the same. Uh, so it's slowly washing away this idea of inner and outer. You know, it's it's more like the Gospel of Thomas. The kingdom of heaven is within you, is without you, and all around you. That's the way it says in the Gospel of Thomas. Jesus is saying, include it all in, and and then feel a peace that is way beyond this world when when you are able to include everything in. So you're learning that valuable lesson that the, the, the environment is not um, outside of your mind. The environment is in your mind, and you're really going right there to the source. Uh, where the correction is. So that's so beautiful. Thank you both so much. Okay. Patrice. <laughs> a... Hi, Francis. And hi, David. Sorry. Uh, I'm very well guided by Holy Spirit. Like usual, I didn't want to speak, but Holy Spirit says, you need to share this with all the newcomer because it's really beautiful. I'll put it in a nutshell. We were, um, I was on the tribe community, perhaps later on you can put the link and everything, but we were, um, we are studying the book on one your mind, uh, back to God. This is David that wrote this. And the moderator was, uh, I believe, Kathy is here, Wesley and, and Angie. And we were right in the middle of, um, you know, studying the book. And the one person was sharing, saying that the participant, I'm not going to mention the name, she's not with us right now. But she, this person was saying that it, she was like having, um, you know, a, a a difficult time and it was in some way challenging for her to you know study the course and she was just say you know sharing this and here here is holy spirit saying say this patricia say this patricia and i you know the person is sharing so i cannot say anything and all of a sudden it she finished the uh, conversation and I truly do not want to say so. Like it was so hilarious, but finally I opened up and um, uh, I got to speak. And um, this is what I said. I said, um, okay, guys, I'm just discovering, I'm just going to start working on the magic pill of enlightenment. <laughs> So right now I'm I'm working on finding the magic pill of enlightenment. It, it was funny because it became like a, a commercial and stuff like this, but it was hilarious and it's um, it's so I'm I'm sharing this with you because you know Holy Spirit is so funny, and um, this is an, an 
for the newcomers, especially the newcomer, you know, the living miracle community is, um, I get so emotional because you guys are so unbelievable and I'm so grateful. Thank you. Love you guys. Truly from the bottom of my heart. Love you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, we walk to God together, you know. I think that it's so beautiful when you can just appreciate witnesses and also see that the witnesses you see are coming from your your mind, your choice of your purpose and your desire to know God, your desire to wake up, then all of them are witnesses. It, it doesn't generate any kind of dependency on people, places, things. It just shows you, wow, I'm, I'm really shifting my focus. I'm shifting my purpose. I want I want happy witnesses. I want joyful witnesses. I I want a voice that will say you you're you're doing great. You're hanging in there. That, that reflect back your your desire for for God and for love. And so yeah, it's an honor for us. We have so much fun doing doing this all the time. And there's Esther popping in. Perfect. <laughs> I also wanted to talk to the newcomers. I, um, I've, I've been doing studying the course and with David for about five years now. And um, I, re I, I still struggle seemingly that um, Jesus is really walking with me. And I had attack thoughts about the situation in my apartment and I got help by joining with people that I had met at the retreats. So I, I really highly recommend if you feel moved to join with someone that you see on a retreat, don't hesitate and, and stay in touch because it makes a big difference, this joining. Um, and um, there's also, uh, and, and, and anyway, so, so I joined and just surrendered and just kept saying, okay, Jesus, come and help me. I don't know what to do with this, this situation. It's the, and then I, other people were praying with me and the, um, the change in mind occurred. The miracle was in, allowed in. And I found that the situation wasn't what I thought it was. And, um, and, and, and it was just like a relaxation and I could just, take the steps that I needed to, to take to handle what was going on in the apartment. And um, the, the miracles, they, they're just so available. And it's just like a relaxation of just, just a, a communion with, with something deep inside. Um, it just, I don't, I don't know these, just I'm, I'm speechless what happened with me uh, and I'm so grateful to Living Miracles for all the people that I've been in touch with through them and uh, just the encouragement to, to know that Jesus does walk with me and if I let go of the attack thoughts in the mind then the miracle can pour through in my experience even though for so many days, whatever, it didn't feel like that was gonna happen. There was this block and doubt, so much doubt. And yet 
when when I just asked, then I received. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very holy. Very holy that we join together in this way and and keep coming back to that that the Holy Spirit is is the the one that is the corrector. So we're just aligning with the great corrector. We're we're allowing ourselves to be convinced. And that's our willingness just every day to to say, convince me, convince me, show me that love is all that there is, you know, allow me to, to bring anything up, all my doubt thoughts and 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 let them be released to the light of truth. So we're going for an experience that that actually is is actually way beyond the words, but but it's wonderful we can be inspired to use the words to bring a blessing, you know, to to offer that blessing and continue to offer it and feel how natural it is to to bless, to heal and bless. And and as we go deeper with it, then the things that were once distractions, they just start to fade away. You know, it's not a, it doesn't have to be like you wrestle with them. It's just Go toward the light, go towards your joy and your happiness, and then the rest falls away. And as Francis was saying, we, we're so grateful to have a playful, joyful life. Years ago, I was giving a talk at the monastery in uh, Utah, and out of my mouth spilled three words, and it was uh, clueless, carefree, and cared for. Uh, and my friend Lila, her eyes just got really big when she heard those three words, the three C's, clueless, carefree, and cared for. Because for her, that kind of penetrated into her mind like, oh yes, her heart just started singing. And and she, she was actually one of the, the first uh, members of our community that that literally passed away when she was in Hawaii and and she had so much love in her heart her eyes were just glowing and her face was just radiating all this love and and she got so into the love that uh, eventually she just uh, transcended and laid her body aside and that was also a beautiful witness for our community because it was her witness of, of her state of mind that was so precious. But I will never forget the look on her face with clueless, carefree, and cared for. Her eyes lit up like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I'm going for it. <laughs> so that's my wish for absolutely everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I even remember she was the uh, one who hosted uh, the first strawberry um, music festival in our monastery in Utah. And at the time, that was the first time it was so many decisions to be made, so many logistics. We have to turn our, our venue into a music festival venue. And it was just like massive amount of details. She has a team and everybody around her surrounding Lila to say, what should we do? 
And Lila said, I am going to make no decision until I hear anything. And most of the time it was just quiet. So it drives a lot of people crazy because she was so dedicated to not move until something is moved through her. Careful, careless, clueless, careful, free and careful. And she was living that to the extent to, you know, to the T. I'm clueless. I do not know how to answer that, but I'm not worried. And the, the, the event just turned out to be amazing. But that was such a, a fun demonstration for, for everybody around her to watch as well. Just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, uh, you know, with Lila, she had such a playful nature on the inside. And then as she grew up and grew older, she got involved in the corporate world. And in order to play the game in the corporate world, she had to become, you know, have a mask, have a corporate mask and, you know, play the game, uh, whether you do it with education or the corporate world or whatever. But then as she came, you know, and she just started to just relax and relax and let go of that corporate mask. She just had this inner child and this glee and this playfulness and laughter that just came shining through. The corporate mask got washed away <laughs> completely. <laughs> and so when I see someone like Delisa there, you know, you've you've gone through your teen years and now you've gone through uh, university and you're ahead of the game. You, you've got the course. <laughs> and still, you know, you even had your parents go away on a trip so you could be a part of this. So Jesus is starting to do the orchestrations with you. And instead of having to go all the way into the corporate mask and then undo the whole thing, Jesus has intercepted your, your career, your life, and... And he's coming more in a direct way for you, you know, to find that playfulness, that that joy. And, you know, that's it takes a lot of faith, actually, to know that we're cared for because our our conditioning is always look out for look out for number one. Keep the cutting edge, stay competitive, stay ahead of your competitors. You know, it's it's quite dark and sinister, this uh vicious competition that this whole world is based on scarcity lack competition financial gain what's in it for me what do i get out of this you know it's really not going to make us sing we aren't going to be singing if we follow that old conditioning and that's why i you know i think jesus called his book a course in miracles he knew that it would take miracles to lift us out of that conditioning. He knew how thick that, uh, we'll call it biological, family, cultural conditioning was was layered in there so thick. But he also knew the prayer of our heart was to be happy and free, to feel the joy. The joy was a natural condition of our, of our state of mind and the state of our heart. So, I, th I think we're all just mighty companions to one another. We're here to cheer each other on. We're here to talk about our miracles. We're here to talk about when we have a breakthrough, it's for everyone. We want to celebrate the breakthrough. You know, we, we want to 
remember that that the Holy Spirit is a breakthrough spirit, breaking through our ego defenses and and helping us lift higher and higher into coming closer to the light. So what a what a what a day! What a good start we've had. We've really uh, launched off here on day one. <laughs> this holy instant. <laughs> Yeah, and then we have we have uh, Kirsten and Lisa and uh, Eric tonight. So we're gonna have amazing session tonight, and then tomorrow David is gonna show a very mystical movie. That is truly the the desire of our heart to connect with what is true, which is which is not of this world, you know, which is pierced through the. The veil. Basically, this instant is let us have a glimpse. Let us pierce through this veil that is blocking, you know, that's mirage, that is distraction. So that is the, what the spirit has in store for us for this whole weekend. And tomorrow's movie is just going to be amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and if you have written in a question and we didn't get to it, or if you go through today and tomorrow and you start to have some questions bubbling up that are really on your heart, then yeah, feel free to uh, write them out uh, or just um, we'll, we'll be calling on people and we'll be opening it up uh, on Sunday for much more uh, interaction. So either way, if you want to write it out or if you would like to speak it out uh, to us, we would love to have uh, the interaction with you all. Mm. Thank you so much.